When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick flying solo. So Draymond Green has officially re-signed with your Golden State Warriors. Uh, It's not much of a surprise. I know there was a lot of chatter about, oh, maybe Sacramento or Detroit or Phoenix or even the Memphis Grizzlies would sign uh, or put an offer to Draymond Green. But at the end of the day, I mean, there was no real drama. We knew that Draymond Green was destined to return to the Warriors. He wanted to come back. He's always wanted to come back. He, I'm sure, wants to finish his career in a Warriors uniform. And he's tied to Steph. That's never, never been in doubt and ever since uh mid-season the focus has been on bringing Draymond Green back right uh whether it was moving Wiseman because Steph and the vets didn't think he could play and they also wanted to free up some money move Wiseman's contract any kind of space to get Draymond back on the squad for uh, at least a few more years. Uh, the same was true for Jordan Poole, right? I mean, they they picked who they picked. We knew that. You know, there was some uh, chatter at that uh, golf exhibition tournament, whatever that Steph and Clay played at, uh, versus uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, they were saying, like, talking about playing with Chris Paul, and Steph had some words for, you know, it's tough to lose somebody like Jordan. But... <clears throat> Again, make no mistake, Steph is behind a lot of these moves. Not so much like he's forcing them, per se, but as we know, he has Dunleavy's ear. And at this point, what he says matters way more than it ever has before, right? So, like, bring Draymond back. And also, Draymond wanted to come back. And so, there was going to be a compromise, and it's actually a pretty good one. Right. Like the worry for me, I was always curious to see if Dre would get an offer of like 30 million from some team just to see what uh, Laker would do, what Dunleavy Jr. would do. But it never happened. Draymond, he turned down his $27 million player option and he signed for four years at 100 million. And just to be clear, the way his salary goes, the fourth year is a player option, which is a big deal for Draymond. But the first year, this coming season, is at just over $22 million. And then the next season is $24 million. The third season is just a shade under $26 million. And then that fourth year player option is at about $27.7 million. So 
that's great for Draymond. I mean, we always knew this is what happens actually with these vets who want to stay somewhere, right? We always knew that the play was going to be, you know, instead of, uh, you know, taking that 27 million, that the idea was he would get less per year, but more guaranteed money potentially for a longer period of time. And that hundred million dollars, like, you know, that's a nice round number for Draymond. I'm sure that means something to him, uh, especially as he goes deep into his mid thirties and, you know, he might break down. The end of this contract might look kind of rough, but hopefully by that point, uh, Jonathan Kaminka is starting as your power forward and Draymond is coming off the bench uh, doing what he does, saving his body uh, for whatever. And also, let's face facts, like, uh, you know, a $26, $27 million contract in three or four years is not necessarily unmovable. I mean, we've seen with Russell Westbrook and your own Chris Paul that anything could get moved to any team who's looking just to clear space or get a vet for some of their young guys. I mean, there's so many promising young teams around the league in a few years. Would they take a flyer on Draymond if they had the cap space and they wanted some uh, veteran leadership, et cetera, coach on the bench type thing. So it's not necessarily terrible, but it's good for the Warriors because it reduces uh, all the luxury tax, salary cap stuff, tax bill stuff this coming season. And then even the following season, right? Still under 25 million. And, you know, we'll see what happens in a few years. But again, Draymond gets what he wants more security, longer term, and his contract, four years. Steph has, what, like three years left? So (laughs) we'll see how this all really, really plays out. But again, this is not a surprise. I know there was a lot of chatter, but that's just what happens at this time of the year. There's a lot of podcast talk, a lot of blog write-ups, a lot of hypotheticals of you know what would happen if. But at the end of the day, those are just a bunch of fun thought exercises because Steph wanted Draymond back. Draymond wanted to come back. The Warriors wanted him back. So they're going to figure that out somehow, some way. And, you know, good for him. You know, he's back to where he was. I mean, it's crazy to me because if you all recall, after the Jordan Poole punch, uh, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins got their contracts. They got locked up and there was talk, you know, Draymond didn't get his extension. There was talk about like, Maybe he moves on. Maybe this is it. Maybe the Warriors uh, separate part ways with Draymond because of all this. And to be honest, it was like, okay, let's see if somebody can step up and replace him. Let's see if a combination of, at the time, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman could, you know, progress far enough to make Draymond Green expendable. And of course, that's that wasn't the case. And then also, just at a certain point, Steph was like, no, I want Draymond back. So, you know, it's not so much that Draymond fought his way back, but it's like, you know what, Steph, Kerr, the vets, whatever, they were just like, this is what we want, and you should honor what we want. And of course, it feels like the uh, front office was eventually on the same page. Uh, Lakeham traded Wiseman. He uh, traded his prize draft pick. Hey, uh, 
that was a compromise for for Lacob to some extent. And just like the Jordan Poole move, the Chris Paul bringing him uh, over with his contract stuff um, and his expiring or his uh, non-guaranteed second year and moving Patrick Baldwin Jr., Ryan Rollins, all that stuff. A lot of this gives the Warriors, it reduces their luxury tax. And also it, you know, gives them a ton more flexibility, plain and simple. They've done a really, really good job. I actually really like what's happening. Like they're, <laughs> they've done a great job of doing two things, going all in to win now as much as possible and also maintaining that flexibility going into next season to get under that second apron to not be so punished by the new CBA, right? This Draymond deal saves the Warriors like $43 million in uh, in taxes. And then also it's like Clay Thompson, right? It's like he had said, or at least it was floated out. I won't, it wasn't him who said it like during the playoffs that he wanted something close to the max. I don't know if that was real. I don't know if that was his agent or whatever, but that's not going to happen because his max is like above $40 million. And, you know, I was texting some friends and I was like, what would you get clay back at? And they were like, you know, something close to Draymond 25 to 30. And me personally, I was like, Oh wow, that'd be a minor miracle because I just don't know if clay would be uh, down for that. But as we think about as this new CBA, as this new kind of salary uh, world is starting to take hold, it's pretty clear that the CBA, while we initially thought it was just going to be punitive to teams like the Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, teams that spend, you know, that all NBA teams are really, really wary of this thing. So it's effectively kind of saving owners money by having teams pull back on these extravagant salaries. Yes, there's always going to be a handful of max dudes, but everybody else is going to kind of take a haircut, like just in general throughout the league, because there's just, just not enough salary cap if you give guys maxes and then all of a sudden try to fit other dudes within that space. So I think with Clay, I mean, it started off with Andrew Wiggins, right? That he took less than he was making on his previous contract that he had signed with the Timberwolves to stay with the Warriors. Security, longer term, he likes playing here. Draymond took security, longer term, likes playing here. And then Clay, what will he do? Of course, a lot of this all depends. I mean, all of it depends on how the season goes, right? Does the Chris Paul thing work? Do guys stay healthy? Does Clay, uh, you know, does he look like he did this past season, which was pretty good? Or does he look like he did in the playoffs, which was really bad? So what is that worth? And in my opinion, like now that you have Wiggins doing this kind of thing, even before the new CPA, and then Draymond doing it now, I mean, it, it makes it more palatable in my opinion. At least I would assume it would make it more palatable to Clay to do something similar. Maybe he also takes a slightly longer contract, uh, less money per year, but something more guaranteed. And I'm all for dudes trying to get as much as they can. But hey, the <laughs> Warriors maxed him out when he tore his uh, ACL. And, you know, of course, they didn't know he's going to tear his Achilles, but still, 
he got paid for a long time uh, with that. So it's not like he hasn't made his money, but uh, just the realities of the the market are going to be really, really interesting next season. Like who's going to want to pay Clay a max deal for several years uh, as he's approaching his, his mid thirties. I mean, to be honest, especially with teams that are so young, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure that we just look at him as a, um, you know, as a three point gunner, but are you going to pay somebody like that? Who is, uh, not who he was on the defensive side. So he's becoming more and more specialized as the years go. Uh, are you going to pay somebody like that, you know, 40, $35 million? I doubt it. So, you know, uh, if they can get Clay to come in somewhere in this uh, 25, 30 range, uh, then I would be really, really, really impressed. I mean, he's always made more money than Draymond. Can he come down to Draymond's number? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think a lot of it, again, is just uh, how the season goes. If the season explodes, then maybe, you know, the front office just wants to move on. You know, maybe it's not even a question. But if they make the finals, win a title, you know, get close, have some bad breaks here and there, then, you know, maybe there's a way to bring it all back together. So, but that we'll see. We'll see how that all all plays out. I'm actually really, really looking forward to this coming season because, as I've said many times, I was not wanting to watch the same stuff we saw this past season. Not with the same dudes. <laughs> Couldn't run out all the same guys. But I'm liking how this roster is starting to look. Uh, I think obviously the Warriors need uh, some bigs. Uh, Dario Saric is the name that recently uh, as of friday was tied to the warriors that they're focusing on him that uh, it is potentially likely it's not official but that would be perfect you know i think that adding him i mean he's he's a uh, he's similar to bielitsa but he's actually better and he's younger <laughs> uh, he is injury prone but he's only 29 years old maybe that's why uh, we all thought he was older than that or something but he's a 39% three point shooter and that's what the Warriors need. They they moved off of Patrick Baldwin Jr., of course, and who knows if Kerr would have played him this coming season. But uh, with Saric, then, you know, they're looking pretty solid. My ideal thing uh, would have been getting Saric and someone like Mason Plumley. But I think the Clippers, I did some reading on this, and it looks like the Clippers want to keep him potentially, and I don't know if he would sign for the minimum. But still, just, you know, humor me. It's like just to get somebody that's a, a big bruising body and Mason Plumley, dude average what like nearly 12, 10 and four uh, playing 29 minutes game for Charlotte. Obviously he wouldn't play that many minutes for the Warriors, but still, you know, somebody with that uh, ability and, you know, somebody that could play potentially with Chris Paul, just as more of a methodical, slower footed uh, player could play in that, Chris Paul type of offense in his minutes, but I don't think he's going to be available much. And, you know, when you look at the Warriors centers during this dynasty, there's kind of like three archetypes, right? There's the, the Bogut type, there's the JaVale McGee type, and actually more just recently, the Bielitsa type. So Bielitsa, obviously the, uh, the less physical 
uh, stretch big. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was maybe in that vein. And then Bogut, the more physical like Zaza types, the David West types. Uh, and then you have the JaVale McGee types, the rim runners and whatnot. I guess in a way, Wiseman was that, uh, Damian Jones. So, you know, those are the three that uh, the Warriors have had in the past to varying degrees of importance. And for me, it's like if you can get a couple dudes to to be, you know, two of those three, then I'd be personally happy. I think they're fine at guard. I think uh, they're fine at wing. I mean, assuming you get the proper playing time and development from Kaminga and Moody. And if we see the best versions of each of them, the best version of Kaminga being the uh, regular season version from November to uh, March and April, and then Moses Moody, the best version of him was the one we saw in the playoffs, then I think we're okay on the wing. And uh, with bigs, that's where we just need to fill in gaps because Draymond and Kavon Looney, I mean, props to Looney for playing 82 games two years in a row. But, I mean, you play the law of averages, probability with both those guys as they take pounding, as they get older. And, uh, you know, I, I don't assume that they're going to make it through full seasons any season. And to me, again, that's a that's a minor miracle uh, that they keep doing that. You know, and I'm looking at this roster, and if they sign someone like Sarge, you know, you can make the argument that the Warriors healthy, the healthy version of this Warriors team with Sarge is potentially already better than the 2022 team, you know, the finals team, the title team, arguably, right? Because if the core is still kind of at the height of their powers, if Clay hits all those threes that he did this past season, if you place a Jordan Poole with a reasonably healthy Chris Paul, none of these guys can play all 82 games. I mean, Looney's going to try. Uh, Wiggins might, but at the end of the day, with improvement from some of the younger dudes, uh, yeah, this team could be already better with him, with Saric. So we'll see. We'll see how this all goes. But again, the big news is Draymond re-signed and the Warriors are going to keep moving forward with their core, which is what Honestly, everybody at this point probably, you know, wanted and expected. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't leaving and all that drama was just to get clicks. But, you know, I'll be honest too. Like I really like what Mike Dunleavy's done so far. He's got a little bit of uh, uh, Michael Corleone to him, if you know what I mean, from The Godfather. I think that that whole thing with saying in his introductory press conference that he wanted to keep Jordan Poole and then actually trading him. I mean, you know, those talks were already going on about moving him. That idea was already floated out there to Steph and the vets. And, you know, he made that move. So I like what he's doing. Uh, he's done a great job of, like I said before, you know, making them a win now team so far, but also, you know, keeping uh, options open for next season. Uh, in case everything goes to hell or if they want to keep moving forward with some of their older veterans. And that's why, you know, I like this deal with Draymond. And then I am optimistic about 
Clay's future in terms of if he's going to stay, end up playing his whole career with this squad and going out with, you know, Steph and Dre. And a lot of people were talking about how, oh, Draymond, you know, get rid of him. Uh, you know, we could talk about hypotheticals, but we just knew that was not going to happen, whether someone can't forgive Draymond for punching pool or if you just wanted to move off him before he fully, fully fell off a cliff. That wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? They moved Wiseman so that they could potentially keep him. They got rid of Poole. They got Chris Paul. You're not going to do all that if if uh, Draymond is not a top priority. So, uh, again, fun thought exercise, but, you know, it was written in stone pretty much that Draymond was coming back. Anyway, that's all I got for now. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.